Break out your glow sticks, roofling, and shotguns, people. It's time to rave to the grave. Guys, welcome to the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is the show that's all about kicking back, smoking crack, and talking all things movies. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the beefiest party boy in all the lands. Guys, it's Michael Flaherty. I'm... I'm the beefiest of the crackheads. We're 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 ready to just we're ready to rave to the grave and just we're just kicking back and smoking crack the whole way through. It's, dude, it's you, good to be here. I mean, dude, you know that that really sums up what this podcast is all about. Just kick back, smoke crack, have some beers and talk about some movies. That that's that's Absolutely. that is why we are here. God, so we're like, like we're like if the <laughs> 1980s never stopped. <laughs> For better or for worse, and people are just like, guys, y- 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 y'all need to stop. But we're just like, no, guys, you guys seen, Ro- just, you guys seen the, the Karate Kid? We're going to keep moonwalking. We're still moonwalking. <laughs> so, Mike, I was okay. talking to you about this earlier. Mm-hmm. And before we start recording, I told you that, you know, I'm kind of shocked that it's taken us this long to talk about a zombie movie. And for our audience, uh, the movie that we are talking about today is Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave, the fifth and final installment of the Return of the Living Dead franchise. So, Mike, I need to ask you, what do you think about the zombie movie as a whole? I think I think zombies were it's so it's so interesting, the zombie, the zombie like genre of movies because you obviously have the start of it all with like Night of the Living Dead. And that is just like a masterclass of horror. Then you have Dawn of the Dead and everyone's like, oh, that's also a masterclass of horror. And you know, there are always the hallmarks within the zombie genre with like stuff like the old stuff as well as like Shaun of the Dead and like 28 Days Later and all of this really cool stuff. But I feel like the zombie franchise, the not franchise, the zombie like, like world like came to a head in like 2013 like when the when hear hear me okay i got i have a date when warm bodies came out for me i was like and that is kind of the end of the zombie like like world the genre mm-hmm. just just that that movie i think it was like 2013 or something like that but it's mm-hmm. i just felt like after that movie there was nothing zombie related that ever matched anything that came before it and after that and everyone had kind of all just sort of mutually agreed that that like zombie stuff was so played out and no one wanted it anymore i can i can agree with you on that because like you i'm surprised you didn't mention the walking dead which kind of in the in the 2010 it came out like it started in the early like i think in actually 2010 and that just kind of shot zombies up like the cultural zeitgeist, like to the top of the fucking moon. Oh and yeah. It, and after, the, after that point, everybody was talking about zombie movies. Like you said, warm bodies, you had world war Z zombie land, Shaun of the dead, even before that. And I think zombie land even came out before, before uh, walking dead, but that really was like yep. the peak of the zombie media. And there was like, I think there was a lull kind of after you mentioned like warm bodies and like the, Early in like the early to mid 2010s, we kind of reached a lull. But then, like, I mean, every, everyone was so tired of hearing about zombie films. 
But there have been some good ones that have come out over the past couple of years. Like I look at I look at um I look to Asia with one cut of the dead, which is on Shutter. If you yes. guys haven't seen it, check it out. Yes, um, and, yes. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention um I don't know Train to Busan. Which, Dude, oh my uh, god, Train, I love that movie. <laughs> Train to Busan is so fantastic. Oh my god, yeah, it's it's it is very interesting because if you look at like Western like movies, you just sit there and think, oh yeah, zombies have kind of played out and aren't a real mm-hmm. thing anymore. But when you go to like Korea and like Japan, it's they're doing it in such a cool ass way, like mm-hmm. Train to Busan, uh, one cut, uh, one cut of the dead, and then. Uh, hashtag alive as well. That yes, one's yes, also kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, it's so cool. Like, I didn't think I could care about zombies anymore, but lo and behold, I do. Yeah, and even like if you look at the Korean show, all of us are dead as well. Yeah, yeah, like, all of us are like, dead. Oh my god. So I feel like this. So I feel like it's kind of shifted over to like specifically Korea, and I mean, I think they're doing a great job with the oh, zombie yeah. formula now getting back to this movie <laughs> was this the best choice of zombie film to cover on this podcast no i i you know what i don't know i don't think so it's but also for us it feels the most fitting i'm gonna be mm. so honest because every time something like this comes around like like this new territory that we're covering it's always like this forgotten like whimper of a movie like it, it, and of course it of course it had to be with the return of the living dead franchise a mm-hmm. franchise that was spearheaded by John A Russo who helped make Night of the Living Dead and it just became this husk that Hollywood had decided to just like just stuff like a turkey and then just prop up and just carry around until this movie came out and then they went ah we're done and they just threw it out. Yeah, and it I is- think the most like 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 you said, I think the most baffling thing about this movie is the fact that there is a lineage from this movie to Night of the Living Dead. Because, like you said, John Russo, the right, the uh, guy that came up with the um, Return of the Living Dead franchise, and you know, started with Return of the Living Dead in 1985. That movie served as like a sequel, kind of a sequel to the OG Night of the Living Dead. You know, George A. Mm-hmm. Romero went off and was like, you know, they were like, hey, how are we going to approach doing a sequel? Settlement was okay. Tell you what, George A. Romero, you go off, you do your Dead series, like with Night of with a. Uh, Dawn, Dawn of, the of the Dead, Day of the Dead, yeah. Land, uh, Land of the Dead. John Russo, you, you're going to go off and do the Living Dead series. Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, Part 3, and it just kind of kept on going. So that's just <laughs> so weird to me that this wet fart of a movie has lineage back to Night of the Living Dead. It's the fucking classic. It's like, it's like, the way I'm seeing it is if you look back, if you just think back to, um like high school days or college days or like hell even middle school days when you would sit there and just look like you would be talking about like ancestry in like so in like social studies or whatever and you would just see the weird kid would be like be like my great grandfather was like was like Teddy Roosevelt and you're like and look where we came and look where we are now it's i don't you're like you're like 
things have fallen, huh? Things have fallen. (laughs) I have direct lineage to Sitting Bull, and we're just like, and now you're smoking (laughs) Smarties in the corner there, Johnny, like. Good, yeah, you're like, you're, like, you're like you're you're doing sitting bull proud. <laughs> you 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 fucking weirdo. Uh, and uh, sorry, we did, I forgot to even mention this. This is a sci-fi channel movie. We're covering a fucking another one. Is on it this really? Show. It is. You're god god damn it. Oh, well, you know what? It's not sharks. So I I think it's a net game. It's not you shark know, related. It's not sharks, but it's kind of in that same vein as sharks. That's the Kind of the where zombies were at the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It's it's it it, it fits that it fits that era where the Sci Fi Channel, <laughs> being the being the trend riders that they are, <laughs> when they don't have their own trend to ride, they're just gonna ride what's popular. That being this, and, and you know, we kind of have the holy trinity of Sci Fi movies now. We got pterodactyl, you know fucking dinosaurs we have uh, avalanche sharks sharks and now we have uh, zombies so so we've kind of hit like the holy trinity of like schlocky movie monsters absolutely the most we can do now is just have combinations the most we can do now is dude (laughs) zarks Dude, zarks you just see a zombie shark just coming in like tearing tearing out specifically like fish brains <laughs> okay so i want you to look up zombie sharks okay while you're doing that i'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the behind the scenes stuff that we've got going on i'm on so, it let's look behind the scenes director elore elkiaman i probably just butchered that name he's a new zealand film director and he directed the previous film uh, return of the living dead necro necropolis and he also directed the early 2000s schlocky monster movie, Eight-Legged Freaks. I can see why they would go with him <laughs> for this particular movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're like, this feels... Yeah, you're like, this feels the most fitting for you, honestly. it's. I have just found success. Uh, the, yes. There is a movie that was released in 2015 called zombie shark and it was on the discovery channel for 2014's shark week why doesn't that surprise me why 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 doesn't it surprise me that they would air that shit on shark week it's like it's like if it's like a glove you know (laughs) it's yeah exactly exactly and on top of that it's discovery which like i feel like is the holy trinity of like of like channels that will just peddle the craziest shit imaginable it's like discovery the history channel and TLC. It's exactly. like the, Fucking like the exactly. learning channel. They're like, they're like, we are going to show you like one or two things that are interesting. Like a George Burns documentary on the history of the pyramids or mm-hmm. Z- zombie sharks. You're like, okay. All right. You're like, I don't what? <laughs> I mean, you forgot the memeable aliens did the pyramids. Yes. Oh exactly. my God. I dude, I, Oh, I love that. I love that TV show, like Ancient Aliens, when they would just go around to like things that were very obviously human built that you could, you know, in your very layman's brain, kind of figure out how they did it. And then just they go, aliens did it. 
<laughs> the limestone comes from <laughs> comes from Saudi Arabia. And you're like, yes, because they couldn't just go there and grab it. <laughs> so getting back to some of the behind the scenes stuff with Rave to the Grave. Let's look at the writers. We got two of them here. Oh, we got writer William Butler, who looking at his IMDb, I see he was the writer of more recently Baby Oopsie, which seems like a evil doll <laughs> type of film. And and this is true, wrote some ad- additional dialogue for Barbie and Kendra, Save Tiger King and Storm Area 51. Th- th- those are two separate movies, by the way. Um, Save Tiger King and Storm Area 51. I'm sure you can figure out when those came out. Barbie but, and Kendra save the Tiger King. And it's yes. yes. And they saved they went they 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 broke Joe Exotic out of prison. Like, you know, I just saw the movie. I don't know what it's about. Let, let me let me let me find I it. dude, this is I just gotta say, if this is if this is the new if this is the new Barbie, <laughs> Mattel has gone down a weird rabbit hole. Like they're just they're just like they're just like what if the li- the libs are trying to keep Joe Exotic in prison, so we got so we got a curry favor to get him out. You're like okay, yeah. Oh, and this one also has zombies with someone being credited as um, coronavirus zombie, and Leslie Jordan serves as the voice of Lil Joe Exotic. Oh that my god! I was, t- yeah. I was, I was, I was just making a joke. That's real. That's it's, it's dead real. It is dead real. It's it is it is a real thing. <laughs> oh, Leslie, wait, Leslie Jordan, rest in peace. What what happened? What <laughs> happened? Like it's that that's such a weird pick. You know what? <laughs> you know, but that's not even the most. Getting away, getting away from whatever the fuck this movie is. One of what his most interesting, notable credit is. Notable, okay, most, no, most all right. Notable. I'm, 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 I want to hear. I want to hear the notable one. The notable one is that he was a right. He came up with the story of the ginger dead man. Oh, oh, you want to talk about notable? I want to talk about notable. You want to know? Hey, hey, I take it all back. I was I was doing a little bit of dunking on Barbie Kendra. I was I was turning my nose up at this guy's uh, writing, writing uh, skills. And then I heard that he assisted in making the ginger dead man with with everyone's favorite crazy person, Gary Busey. You know, the (laughs) just. Yeah, hell yeah! That's my god. Also, also sideline. We're ha- we have to talk about the ginger dead man at some point. It is we just- need to find the right time. You know, Christmas Absolutely. is come and gone. We'll we we will find a right. It just didn't feel right with us doing it so close to the double feature extravaganza that we did in October. Yeah, that is true. That is true. We had to, we it didn't the timing wasn't there. But my god, that is. I, I, it's like it's like you've been it's like I've been flashbanged. Like I'm just trying to gather myself. Like <laughs> this dude helped in the ginger dead man. What the hell is okay? All right, cool. Let's move on before I just stutter over more of it. 
Well, well, let's let's look at the other writer. Let's look at um, Aaron Strongoni. I think that's how you say his name. Oh, he helped Italian. William Butler on the Ginger Dead Man sequel. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! This and, well, and Gene, he did some other things, including he oh, was the narration okay. writer for the 2013 documentary Lynn Sanity about Jeremy Lynn. Which that is that is also very early 2010s. That's, and he that's is, a very 2010s thing. And he is now known as a producer of MasterChef USA. Oh my god! You talk, know what? Talk about talk about turning it around, man. Good, I, good job, Aaron Strangoni. You were able to like go yeah. from this. To working on motherfucking MasterChef. Just my hat's yeah. off to you, good sir. Yeah, no, I gotta say, you know what? Of all the people, I feel like Aaron Sturgoni is the one who gl- who had a big glow up from this. Because he did Ginger Dead Man 2, which, oh no. Oh god, that's, you're off to a rough start. And then you do this, and then, uh, oh, even more of a rough start. And then... He he turns it around and he goes over and does does some help on MasterChef and you're like okay all right it's it's good to see one of them went off to do something that wasn't terrible. So now let's get to the question that you guys are all here for, which Ooh. is Mike. This movie were a drink. What would it be and why? Okay, so I gotta say. I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to like detract from a bunch of, uh, from a bunch of the reviews that my co-host has just lovingly listed in saying that, honestly, this movie, this movie's stupid. This movie's stupid and it's bad. It's not good. The writing is awful. The actors are awful. Their clothing choices are appalling to say the least. And that being said, I did, like, I had a fun time kind of laughing with my roommate about this. Like, I definitely, I definitely was just laughing at it. Because it was not good. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just this stupid movie that I, that I was just, like, making fun of the whole time. Like a, like a room or a Miami connection or a samurai cop. Like, mm-hmm. so that being said, it felt kind of unfair to sit there and just make this disgusting offense cocktail. And I was like, you know what? I think we're going to do something like a little different. So I went for a spin on the classic Corpse Reviver number two cocktail. Mm, interesting choice. Go for it. So my so my base, so the base for a Corpse Reviver number two is Absinthe and Gin. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, because it's not good... Absinthe is way too classy. And gin, ah, gin, gin's, gin's, gin gets expensive, man. And it doesn't feature Nick Cage, who is absinthe, so. And it doesn't, yeah. (laughs) How could I forget the beautiful man that is Nick Cage? So, with, with that in mind, instead of absinthe, we do in Jaeger. Because, come on, we need something, got a lot of herbs, it's a lot of bitter, and... You know what? Jaeger is the Jaeger's such a college drink. Like I don't like if you're under the like it's like Jaeger feels so Jaegermeister feels so catered to like people between the ages of like 21 and like 29. 
or like 31. We could throw, we, we could, we could break the thirties in there. It's just, it's just so like you're everyone, everyone at that age is like Jaeger. And then everyone outside of that age is like, why, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> and that's what I feel like this movie. That's what this movie made me think, which was, Oh, they made five return of the living deads. Why? So Jaeger feels more fitting. Jin, come on. Jin, we don't have Jin. But you know what we do have? We have some leftover pop-off from Avalanche Sharks, so let's throw let's throw in a little bit of that in. Amen. Come on. Reduce reuse, baby. Okay, now here we go. We got we got a, we got a bit of a different different spin. For the corpse survivor, you need an ounce of either like something like Lilith Blanc. Or a cookie americano, driver mood. You know, something to add that really interesting sort of depth to it. You know, mm-hmm. the really that interesting bit. We don't have that. And again, mm-hmm. this is college, and this is Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead doesn't do anything new; they just reuse what they know. And in college, you don't do anything new before you re you you use up all of the existing liquor that you have. So I'm going back in the messed up at midnight liquor cabinet. I'm pulling out some melon liqueur, baby. <laughs> and we're and we're yes. throwing in and out some melon liqueur. Okay. Now the next ones are a premium orange liqueur, like a Grand Marnier, or like a lemon juice. Now, for the orange liqueur, Grand Marnier, get out of here. No, we're getting bottom shelf triple sec. Still an orange liqueur, because, you know, that's that's realistic. People make margaritas and all of that in college. So, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. just get some triple sec. Uh, lemon juice, it's fucking lemons. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. like, no matter how broke you are, if you're drinking, you probably have lemons or limes somewhere. So if you don't have a lemon, use a lime. We're all good. We don't judge here. And then finally, an orange peel for garnish. Garnish? Get the hell out of here. We're not Mm-mm. doing a garnish. Mm-mm. You know what nope. we're going to do? We're going to buy an ice-molded brain from fucking Amazon throw a little bit of ice in there let it sit that's your that's your garnish it's a brain ice cube and then just just drink it down the hatch okay i love i love the addition of jaeger okay and what mm-hmm. you said is absolutely 100% true cuz and this is a true this is true when i turned 21 um well you know i wasn't drinking i was going to bible study but all of my friends said that Jaeger was the thing to do. So I kind of had this thought. Pro- I was like kind of became obsessed with Jaeger. So my first mm-hmm, 21 mm-hmm. purchase was six pack of Guinness and a thing of Jaeger. So I so I love that. Everyone I know has been through like a month long Jaeger phase and then it just kind of I, disappears. I I, hey, I I was one of them. I hey the first I had a year long Jaeger phase. I was a Jaeger. I was a Jaeger guy. I loved Jaeger. And you know what? Looking back on it, I don't get it. I that was one of those things where it's like I think I think my I think my my college brain was like was like no this is this is awesome this is awesome you should do this. Okay, so with your drink, I love first of all love it. Hell yeah! We used similar ingredients. Let's figure oh, out which no one kidding. it is. So not not like we use similar ingredients, but went like a couple of different directions with it. So okay, okay. What do we have? We got zombies. A rave, Russians, for some reason, how? Okay, how do we do this? So I see, you know, party, rave, zombies, gotta be tequila. Silver, just your standard silver tequila to start your night off right. 
Tequila helps bring you back from the dead when you've been going, you know, shot for shot all night. Throw in some lemon, throw in some lemon juice too. Why not? Since it's a rave, I'm bringing back a classic. The Met Stuff at Midnight official uh, liqueur of choice. Guys, it's motherfucking melon liqueur back up in this bitch. I yes. love it. Yes. I'm telling you, hey, hey, that's it. That's that double think right there. That's, that's what we're all about here. Well, I also chose melon liqueur because think you got like a like a like a neon look with your drink, you know, with a, yeah, you know, a exactly. going on. You know, keep, keep it. It matches the vibe of like the trioxium, the zombie zombies are yeah. like when I think zombies, I think green. So keep, yeah. keep it green. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. Russians in here for some fucking reason. Let's throw in a little bit of vodka. We I don't know. We fucking got to get them in somehow. So now what, what is we have this thing with tequila, melon liqueur and a little bit of vodka. What mixer? do we use to kind of tie this all together guys i'm keeping i'm keeping it fucking simple this week go out get you got to stay hydrated at the rave go out there get some lemon gatorade mix that shit all together and you know what that that that's that's this movie that's this fucking movie you're going out you're gonna you're not gonna be taking it serious yeah it's got zombies in it but you know what you're here to fucking party you're here to watch people rave you're here to see girls flash their boobs and you know what Sure, good for you. It's see the the, the thing I love. I love your cocktail. Fantastic. I love I love that we both dipped into dipped into the dipped into our old liquor cabinet that we've set up here 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 in the podcast. But what I love though is the addition of Gatorade, because all I can think of, and granted, this is also just because I watch a lot of It's Always Sunny, but all I can think of is Riot Juice. Where it's mm-hmm. they just pour it all into purple pow- into blue Powerade, and I'm like, that fits so well though. The like, the like, oh, I'm just gonna get so drunk and so angry. Like, I'm gonna go rave my ass off. Like this, that feels that feels so fitting. Go go up to the gas station, pick yourself up some lemon Powerade and a six pack of Rolling Rock, and boom, you are good to go. Oh my god, Rolling Rock! I forgot about Rolling Rock. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have this vague memory of being in college. Going with one of my buddies, like, hey, we're running out of beer. You want to come with me to the gas station? I'm like, sure. So we get in his car, go pick up some Rolling Rock. I have no idea why. That's, yeah, that's such a specific, <laughs> that's such a specific thing to grab on a very normal trip. Like, you just go, oh, Rolling, not like Miller High Life or like Budweiser or PBR or something like that. Nope, it's Rolling Rock, baby. No, dude, it was either Rolling Rock or there was a gas station near my college that sold, um, Keystone, a 15 pack of Keystone Light. It was either like $10 oh, 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 oh. or $12. I can't fucking oh. remember, but when in doubt, go with Keystone Light, baby. No, don't, don't. You, hey, hey, listeners, you're better than this. Listeners, you're better than this. You don't <laughs> need to sink as low as my co host did. Y'all, y'all, y'all are better than Keystone. Just get Budweiser <laughs> at least. Like, good lord. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Let's just get right into it and let's. Rave to the grave, guys. It's Return of the Living Dead 5. Rave to the grave. So, boom. First thing we see is the title card. It looks like a fucking Scooby-Doo, like, green mist fog thing from, like, the Scooby-Doo episode we did earlier. I'm, I'm here for it. And mm-hmm. the tr- we see a truck driving through night, and it's going. And going. 
and going. And as they're doing this, we got a title sequence going on. Why do they why do they have this? Why do they have a title it's, sequence where nothing I, is happening? It, I I don't I I wish I understood, but I just I also want to draw attention past what you had brought attention to because damn, yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. why? But also I just I just really want someone to sit me down and explain to me why a franchise like Night of the Living Dead or not living just the Living Dead franchise mm-hmm. chose to have like word clip art for their title. It is like it is like <laughs> it is Bob like Green word clip art that like that like that like way that it does like you know those you know those transition like star wipes and all of that mm-hmm. like you had in mm-hmm. Word. I just it just it literally looks like it does like a wavy sort of like fade in. And to like this, like pee, like like you've drank a, you've eaten a lot of asparagus, sort of green, like word clip art that just sort of wavy fades in and wavy fades out, and it's just you're like, what the hell? You just see, you just look over and you in like the and you see some intern on like I don't fucking know Microsoft Paint 2003, <laughs> just draw, just like painting with <laughs> aggressive. He's like, direct, I'm going as fast as I can. I'm trying. I just. I just, I just like the idea of just like he's got, he's got his own iPad out and like the, and like the Apple Pen, and he's just furiously just like drawing it, and like you just see the director like crack a whip. He's like, "Faster, Leonard!" And he's like, "I'm, I'm going as fast as I can, sir." So, so after this weird title title opening, we see this truck. It's now parked outside of some clinic. And the driver, Charles, played by Peter Coyote, who he was in the fourth movie, but we're not talking about the fourth one. We're talking about this one. He gets out it's, and talks. It's just like a cameo. It's like a guest appearance on The Simpsons. Like, they just show up and you're like, oh, oh okay, cool. Good to see that there's some base level continuity. So he gets out and talks to some FBI looking guys. And the FBI guy's like, yo, you got it? Charles is like, yeah, last of the mix missing uh, trioxin five canisters. Are y'all going to pay me? The FBI is like, hey, we'll do nothing until we make sure that this canister is real. And Charles is like, no, 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 that, that, that's not possible. The FBI is like, hey, we'll, we'll take his word for it. And then they cut to some wiry haired looking mortician dude that's just <laughs> watching them from a doorway. Yes. Damn. The- <laughs> That mortician really be doing the like doing doing the doing the stare and the weird hold like when like like when your mom's on the phone and you need her to get off because she's fucking with the internet connection. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, this did come out in two thousand in like the two thousand five time, so I guess that was still going on. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like you're like you're like mom. I'm kicking ass in Call of Duty. Get off the phone. <laughs> so now, next scene. Everybody's inside. So this mortician presents a body, a woman's body. The FBI guys are just like, hey, just use the gas on the body. And Charles is like, okay, fine. So Charles uses the gas on the dead bodies. Nothing happens. Now, this Ital- like, there's one FBI guy that's like an Italian New Yorker mixed with like Yogi Bear. He's like, so where's the part where she gets up and goes for the brain buffet? Hey, boo boo! Like I, I don't. I, I, don't <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I'm glad you found him out as well because I just stopped and was like, "Huh?" Like, it's, there are so many voices with like the adults in this, like in this movie that makes you go, "Like, what are they all doing? A, are they all doing a bit? Why is 
why is why are they doing that so they so they Yogi Yogi Bear, if he was an Italian, so. I just I just like Yogi. I like I like the idea of Yogi Bear in Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> and he's just got a gun. He's like, hey, boo boo, give me hey, boo. He just it's like he like cocks a Mac Ten, and he's just like he's going time to show some of these people that it do go down, boo boo. <laughs> Pass me that glizzy, boo boo. So they try to they try to gas on another body. I just just like it just passed me the glizzy. So all I thought of was like boo boo just passes like a Mac Ten and a hot dog to to Yogi Bear, and he's just like he's packing heat and he's ready to eat. Hey, let me. I finally got that picnic basket, and it's got the glizzy and the glizzy. please we gotta move on so we gotta move on before we fucking lose our minds so they're like hey try the gas on another body then the yogi bear accent guy is like takes the gas and starts you know putting it up to other bodies and one body sits up and comes to life and is like brains so the first body they used on the gas the woman comes alive and takes a bite out of the yogi bear kai r.i.p boo boo so they say like hey go for the head so all hell is breaking loose. They're shooting the bodies. One FBI guy is trying to do like his best a fucking a John Travolta impression from Pulp Fiction, just being stoic. And he's not really u- using his neck to look around. He's turning his body and shooting at these. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on with this. This <laughs> is a very hectic scene because I remember I sat there and I was like, I was making dinner as I was watching. So I'm sitting there just like, you know, just whipping up and I'm just like looking, watching as I'm whipping it up. And I literally turn to like sit there and I go, Oh, cool. Time to turn the veggies. And I like flip them over and I just turn. It was just, people are like shooting each other. And like, you just hear the, the Yogi bear guy just got his head, just like a head, chunk of his head pulled out. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm losing so much. So like, what do we have? We have a drill going through the head of an old man. We got mm-hmm. some fat zombie rising. And squeezing the head of the mortician. The mortician's head is like bleeding through its eyes now. And yeah. uh, Charles uh, Garrison, he dies by way of like this big zombie just, you know, taking a bite out of him. So these last yeah. two FBI guys are just shooting at this final zombie. And Travolta, you know, shoots, shoots him in the head and then walks away. I, Next scene, we got fucking cheerleaders I, I, up in here. I just, before we get into the cheerleader bit... Which I, I I still want to talk about. It's just I don't one. It feels one the guy who who's playing who's essentially playing John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. He looks like you know what I first thought, just with the hairline, the ponytail, and just maybe not the face itself, but just in terms of the look. Mm-hmm. All I thought of was Lin Manuel Miranda. I was just like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, damn, Hamilton. Uh, before Hamilton, he was real struggling. But like, is this going to turn into like a a Hamilton kills zombies musical? Oh my god, no, no. They just, I just, I just think of the ideas after they kill the guy, they close the door and they're in the hallway, and they both turn. And they're like, 
we were in the room where it happened. The room where, where it happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's, but no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I didn't even register that they were doing a Pulp Fiction bit until, <laughs> like, they were doing a Jules, a Jules and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Vincent. Jules, Vincent, Vincent and Jules. There we go. A Vincent and Jules bit. Like with these two guys, but that's literally all they do. They're just Vincent and Jules. Russian Vincent and Russian Jules. That that's all it is. So, yeah. so like I said earlier, next scene. We're going to some uh cheerleaders. And all and they're doing like, you know, they're cheer like go, go, go. And they just look like they do not want to be there. Also, also, on top of that, the cheerleaders look like they're in their late thirties. <laughs> like they just like they they don't look they, they great to late thirties is an exaggeration, mm-hmm. but they look they look like 31, 32. Like no one is looking at them going 18. Like mm-hmm. or like or like whatever age they're supposed to be. They look like they are grown ass adults and like they've been grown ass adults. Well, dude, this scene confused me so much because you know, I, I see cheerleaders and I see what looks like a PE class going on behind them. And I'm like, and I see that and I'm like, oh, these these are kids in high school but then yeah. they like go to dorms and like one of the guys is like ridiculously smart and just go into a lab so okay so so in college or are they in high school and, and yes. I they're actually supposed to be in college but i'm like okay what fucking college has like a pe class where you're sitting yeah. there doing sit-ups on the track yeah exactly that was the confusing thing i'm glad you're i'm glad you had this conflict as well because i thought i was just stupid because I was just watching this and I literally was just like, was like, wow, these are some old and, and like, a like smart high schoolers. <laughs> like they, these people really think highly of high schoolers. And then I, and then I learned that they were, that they were supposed to be in college. And I was like, okay, I have, I have a whole new separate prop of questions that I just need answered. <laughs> Like, what fucking college do you have, like, a PE class going on? Is this, like, I don't know, fucking ITT Tech or some fucking online it's, Arizona, it's, it's, Arizona it's State? It's DeVry. Oh, DeVry. my God. It's on. It's online, online PE. They're, like, they're watching you as you do, like, crunches in your room. No, but dude, this is just what happens when – this is just what happened during March of 2020 when COVID happened. Everyone just had to oh do their stuff God. just at home. Just film that they were doing it, bro. That was so low key dystopian. That was so low key dystopian. Everyone's inside because outside is dangerous, and everyone's just in their like in their like exercise classes, staring at an iPad as they do crunches. So now getting getting back to this movie. So I wanted to point this out before we move on from the cheerleaders. Their cheer is all about like smoking crack and killing the other team. Which yeah, I, I want to bring. I want to bring them. To be the official messed up at midnight cheerleaders, because I That's, really think we need that. They're right. They're, they're hey, they, they they're fucking they're fucking down. They're with the shits. Like because yeah, exactly. They're talking about smoking crack and killing people, and I'm like, hell fucking yeah. I was like, they're like, we'll leave you a greasy stain, and I'm like, damn. All right. So yeah, then we go to the PE class going on where we got like 30 something high schoolers doing sit-ups. And we got like these two guys that are talking to each other and these two other girls that are watching them with the most what the fuck early 2000s hairstyles. Um, oh yeah. And, and I think these girls I think this is Jenny and Becky. I think it's Becky. I'm I'm not too sure. Spoiler alert, she she dies anyways. So I I yeah, it's <laughs> 
So it turns out that Jenny's brother is throwing a rave and we go back to the gym class and like we got our two bros. It's Julian and Artie. Now they're talking about like, hey, like what, what you know, what Artie asks Julian, like, hey, what, like what's going on with Jenny? It's, it's the typical, you know, boy talk that you hear. And we see the gym teacher gets a note and he goes to talk to one of our heroes and he's got some bad news and presents a letter. And it turns out that Julian's uncle has been killed. And it's not that I want to focus on. It's Artie's response, which he gives like the, I'm sorry, man. One pat on the shoulder and then walks away. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, my favorite thing is that everyone, my, I, oh my God, I died laughing at this scene. Because literally, it's it literally like, you just see Artie just sit there and go, Dan, that sucks, man. Peace. And like him and literally everyone that was on the field go away and it's just julian alone just grieving as it like pans out and upwards and it is so fucking funny just because like it's just everyone just went damn that sucks um we're we out loser we're gonna go hang out with our fucking uncles nerd and you're like oh Julian's got to tra- got to transfer to like a different school if he's surrounding himself with these types of people. Like, holy dude, shit! Like, they're they're dude. They don't give a shit. This man made no friends at his campus, none at all. It's really, really. So, so then we move on. Next scene: when some attic and Julian is packing away, you know, books and mementos. He picks up a box and he's walking somewhere, and then he looks at the ground. He sees and it like says, John G killed John my G. wife. <laughs> John G raped. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. Maybe, maybe this is just a prequel to Memento, where Julian is actually Guy Pierce, and like, oh no, and, and they have zombies in the Memento universe. Now, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying, think about it, dude. That's that's. Oh my god, Julian gets roasted into oblivion, lives through a zombie, lives through a zombie apocalypse. And then he goes to and he goes to LA and changes his name to Leonard. And he and then that's where Memento picks up. Listen, we'll we'll, we'll we might continue this bit later on because I want I want to save this for the ending. So he sees a bunch of scuff marks all over the ground, and he follows them up to a wall, and he presses on the wall to find a secret room, presumably. This is the room where it happens. The room it's where the room it happens. where it happens. You see, Davide, David Diggs comes out, and he's just like stepping along. Just Hamilton costumes, just fucking everywhere. So, <laughs> so he so he comes in, and like in this room, it's actually like a bunch of microscope uh, microscopes and some science things. And then we get a false jump scare. Hate them with Jenny coming in and touching Julian's shoulder. And Jenny sees like, hey, like what what's in there? Um. Now, I wanted to point out, I want to ask you a question. It's here where I realize this, Mike. Is it me, or was this movie really quiet? Like, like, in, like in terms of volume, because I had to, like, jack up the volume on my TV to fucking hear anything. Like, it, it could just be, like, a streaming yeah, issue or what. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, there were, there were a lot of moments, like, where I had to put my volume up to, like, Granted, my volume, my, like, my, my TV's normal volume is, like, 50. But, like, mm-hmm. I had to jack that up to, like, 80 like because it was just like i was like all i all i i just remember hearing as, 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 
and then like the music in the background i was like god damn it <laughs> just like had to like turn it up no dude 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 it was practically like so here's what we got to do is we got to you know we need to find out what's causing the trioxium it was like they were keep, it, was, it was like they were keeping the mic like 10 feet away from them or some shit <laughs> they were like they were like they were like i swear to god if this peaks we are all going to die it's like speed it's like speed, but like with microphones peaking. <laughs> like if this peaks, this place will all this place will explode. So getting away from the, the quietness, they both go inside the secret room, and Julian's like, "Oh, I've, I've never seen this room before, but my uncle always spent a lot of time over here in this part of the house." And they find it's the his, it's his whack shack. <laughs> Dude, you just see just like a bunch of porn posters just plastered like, everywhere. Yeah, it's literally it's just stacks of of VHSs and penthouse. Like <laughs> you're like, damn, damn, Unc, I didn't know you had a you had a porn addiction. Maybe you should have gotten that treated before you, I don't know, got done in by a zombie. It's literally just like next to the vats, uh, next to the like the vats. It's just like it's just the stacks of porno, a lazy boy and a CRT. It is. <laughs> Wait, were you just describing your room? I want to thank you all for coming out to this episode <laughs> of a Midnight Podcast. We are going to catch you all next week. Nope, nope, nope. We're going to keep on going. So they find vat, the vats of trioxium, and we see that one is missing. And there's a digital lock on it. There's no contact information. And the two are like, hey, like, what's going on with these things? They're like, hey, I got an idea. Let's go talk to Cody. He knows what He knows what we should do. We go next scene. We go back to our two FBI agents. This John Travolta guy is driving with another one named Gino. And, you know, they're Russians. They're talking about, like, people named Sergei and Mikhail. And they're listening to, like, Russian operatic music. And they say, you know, God forbid the day when one of these canisters falls into the hands of the deviant mind. And the next scene, we find fucking Cody, who's chugging alcohol through some, like, scientific contraption. And we're at a party. like i yeah i i just like i swear to god yeah <laughs> the, the jump cuts in this movie Dude, are a they're sight to behold they're a sight to behold it is just it it feels like i'm in a youtube video like and just watching it just like just like man i hope this doesn't happen and then it hard cuts to it occurring and you're like oh my god you're just like dude just calm down guys so we're at a party. We see women flashing their boobs. There's a pool. Very 2000s indeed. Some mm-hmm. nerd vegan operating a grill. Some 30-year-old tosses what I guess is supposed to be a, you know, an 18-year-old into a pool. DJ Jeremy <laughs> J gives a, sa- a shout-out to the sorority uh, Delta Kappa. Cool. It, awesome. We're in college, I, I guess, now. That has a PE class. Fuck I it. Just, I just want to... I just want to very quickly just discuss the 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 potheads who look like they're in their 40s yes yes those motherfuckers i I was gonna get to them but fuck it we can talk about them right now dudes like look like they're i don't know um roadies for shine down (laughs) oh my god oh my god does that fit doesn't doesn't that not fit yeah no 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 that does that does that's that's super apt i was just like is this man you're like you just dropped a shine down reference out of of nowhere no uh no okay okay no 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 so yeah all of the people seem too old for this 
And then there's the occasional person who's like, you seem too young for this. And then there's these guys. Well, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I think, it was, I think it was Cody who, this was just something I found out while researching. I thought you'd find it interesting. He was in fucking American Sniper. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, he, he was like uh, one of the other military guys. I think it was uh, D, I think. Let me see if I can. That's ins- wow. Find it. Yeah, so, so, he, so I don't know why I just thought of that right now. But yeah, D Dangerage. He, he was even in some shit. So good, good for him. Yeah, Cody Cody had a glow up. God damn. So sorry, getting getting back to this. So they're like, hey, the, Jeremy's like, yo, next Halloween, mother of all raves. This whole scene could literally just be called boobs and exposition because that's all yeah, we get. <laughs> like, so Julian and uh, Jenny enter, and DJ Jeremy is he's Jenny's brother. So Julian and Jenny go talk to some, like they talk to the forty year old that Mike mentioned, and then they're trying to talk to Cody, but then get stopped by Skeet, this movie's drug dealer, that he offers them drugs, and they say no. Like <laughs> children, it's like I swear to God, this—they're like they're like we're Christians. Maybe in the next life, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I was like, you could just be like, no, nah, Skeet, I'm good, thanks. Like it's just they just meant to sound like such such dweebs about it. You just like so yeah, they just ditch Skeet, go talk to Cody, and then we go next scene. They're in some garage. They show Cody the trioxium. Cody is like. What the fuck is this? And Jenny's like, "Can you take this to the chem lab?" Cody's like, "Oh yeah, sure. Hell, I'll I'll, I'll take it right now." Next, we go to the uh, Russian FBI guys. They're still driving, and they end up they're trying they're like trying to do comedy, like and it's there. So they stop at a house, and now they're walking. They're trying to break into this house. They enter the house, knock something over. It's it's trying to be comedy. So. So they're walking into like a dark room. They find a canister of trioxium. They're excited. They want to get their pictures taken with it. Quote unquote comedy ensues until they realize they're missing a canister. Then we go to the lab with our main characters. Cody is saying science things like it's a chemical agent, but not a nerve gas. Julian's like, what is it? Cody is like science, science, science. Jeremy is there for some fucking reason. He's like, yo, is it ecstasy? And Cody's like, fucking no, dumbass. I I swear to God, it's it's like okay, it's it's like it's like the main character, Cody and Jenny, and you're like, okay, these people all have things to say and reasons to be in this situation. And then it's Julian and the other chick are just there. They're also there. They're not contributing. They're just there. And you're like, Jeremy is literally just there saying some like, huh, huh drugs yeah it it sounds like they wanted him to be the comic relief of some kind but what he just sounded like was just a guy who's trying too hard to be on to like talk about drugs so cody's trying to show like uh, julian a report and jeremy's like okay well nobody's looking does a smart guy thing and takes some of the serum that they found and just put it in his mouth he was like <laughs> and everyone's like why the fuck would you do that? He's like, I want to see if it was like drugs or some shit. So they sit Jeremy down. They play some music. And Jeremy's like, hey, listen, listen, I'm okay. I'm fine. And then turns in, And then he turns into like a fucking sped up cartoon character. 
like eyes looking everywhere, shaking his head really fast, clattering of his teeth. You know what and he does? Seeing a bunch of colors. You know what? It's you know what? You know what I thought of? I thought of the Nick Cage Ghost Rider transition scene. <laughs> That's all because he literally just does the head shaking really fast and the eyes going everywhere. And he's like, and he's like, oh, my God, it's just much, much less screaming in this one. That is true. There is significantly less screaming. It's just him just like, just like looking everywhere. But imagine if he was. Imagine if he was Nick Cage make this movie so much better. So Jeremy comes to was Jeremy. What Nick if Cage, Nick Cage was Jeremy? What if Nick Cage was a zombie? I'm just asking. Paramount, some, Paramount, we're on the look. Paramount, we're on the line. Listen, we're, we're on we're like here. the cultural pulse, and we know what the world needs. We know what they need to listen to us. Steven Seagal and Nick Cage team up in a zombie movie. Come on, this shit writes itself. Listen, now I'm not saying y'all should give us, you know, fifty million dollars to make this. I'm not saying that, but you're thinking you that, did. aren't you? <laughs> you're, you're thinking. You're thinking. <laughs> so, so Jeremy like comes to me like, yo, that was awesome. It takes you to the height of ecstasy, to the brink of death, then back to reality. And Jenny's just like, okay, well, what should we do? Julian's like, hey, okay, you know what? Let's call the police. Let's get someone to take care of this. And Jeremy's like, nah, man, let's keep it. And Cody's like, I don't know, man. You could have some fun with it. But you know what? You're, you're right, Julian. And the gang decides, like, hey, we're going to take the vat back to Julian's place. Julian's like, hey, stay out of it. We'll we'll get this back tomorrow. So Julian and Jenny leave. Now, Cody, Jeremy, and I don't know, some random chick that's there are just like jackpot. So now we get like a Breaking Bad montage where they're cooking in a a fucking college lab to the sounds of Marilyn Manson. Yeah, exactly. It's... It's literally, it's like they're making drugs to Marilyn Manson. Also, I want to talk about their like montage of selling the drugs to Skeet and all of that. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's Let's just, go. okay. And this isn't me doing like, doing like drugs 101. But like when you go and meet a drug dealer, the idea isn't to roll deep, like three people deep. Their idea is to just, you go as one, the drug dealer comes as one and you go, here and they go thank you and you take the money it's not it's not yo me and my homies we're looking for something like like, it's a simple it's a very simple transaction you go (laughs) you give them the money you get the stuff and you just depart ways never to speak again like that's it but these people but these people roll deep in like at like noon (laughs) in like like, public and they're just like they're like let me get some yeah, like Skeet's, I don't know, going to get some cafeteria food, and he just, in broad daylight, just hands the cafeteria worker the pills, he gets the money, and they just go their separate ways. And he's just like, it's like, does every, everyone, everyone just operates by the I didn't see shit, I don't say shit mantra. No one says anything. That. Everyone's like, that. whatever. I love that, though. I love I that. I do. Like, I love it. I love it. I'm like, I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all were raised right, so. Then we got so after this drug dealing montage, we got Julian and Jenny walking in public, and for some reason Julian has a basketball. I made that note. And I thought it would be important, but it's not. He just has a basketball. Uh, hey, he's just—they're like, look sporty, and he's like, what? What does that involve? And they go carry around a basketball. He's like, all right, fine. So they talk about Julian's uncle. Julian's like, hey, I just want things to go back to normal. And they see someone tripping balls just in the common area. 
And Julian sees this, puts two and two together, and is like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill them. So next scene, we got Skeet selling drugs to... Oh, they're in like a dorm common area. He's like got the room off to the side, and he's like talking to, I don't know, a group a, of Mark Zuckerbergs or something. It's the bottom floor of like the business fraternity or like the or like the engineering fraternity or whatever. One of those not ones that party. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I saw this group and I was like, these three people look like they would have been like in the social network in Mark Zuckerberg's room, like trying to figure out yeah. what to do with this new thing. Exactly, exactly. They'd be like, they'd be like you three, you guys are involved with core development and they're like right on <laughs> it's like, like exactly i i understand that so skeet says that the drug is called z and it'll make you stand there like a zombie and um they end up making the deal skeet said makes it very clear like hey take one pill at a time and of course the group of zucks just don't listen and just take multiple pills so next scene julian and jenny are back at the lab the canister is still hooked up to the science equipment they're like yo where the fuck is Cody? They find him listening to music and singing while he does science. Julian comes up and Julian's like the most sensible character in this movie. I really got to give, give that movie some credit because he's like, like what he does. I'm like, OK, yeah, yeah that, 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 make, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, I do applaud the movie because as ridiculous and stupid and nonsensical as it is, Julian is at least grounded in going this is stupid. Don't go near it. And they're like, no, we'll go near it. He's like, that's really stupid. You shouldn't do that. And they're like, we'll be fine. And then like, he just sits there and deals with things in a very real and very realistic sense, which you know what? Oddly enough, I'm okay with like, I like, I'm like, I'm like, no, yeah. All right, Julian. Fair. I'm here for it. Everything else is poorly done, but you know, at least, He's everything else is it. everything else is stupid, but Julian's like, you know what? I'm gonna be logical in this movie. So, <laughs> exactly. So Julian's like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? And Cody's like, okay, listen, the army could come and take this stuff at any moment, so we might as well make our money now. Cody's talking like he's a domestic terrorist or some shit. <laughs> he's, he's he's like he's like I got he goes I got the CIA breaking down my door, man. Might as well cash in. Really, I just feel like. Cody, what? You're, you're in college. No one's no one's doing that. So Julian's, Julian's like, I don't fucking care. Disconnect the canister now. Next scene. We're back with a group of Zucks. And one is just like, hey, are y'all feeling anything? And they're like, no. But then one starts farting. That's their one. That's your one fart joke you get. <laughs> then they then the shakes come. One starts throwing up, gagging. Zuck three is like. It, sh- should I should I call for help? Like, I don't know, bring y'all something. And then Zuck one and two are just like brains. They're now zombies. Yes. Mm. Yes. So next scene, we get Cody disconnecting the canister. Julian's scolding him like a disappointed dad. And then Julian and Jenny end up leaving. And Jenny's like, you know what? Let me hold on to this. I'll take it to the genetics lab. I'm like, okay. Next scene. It's night at school. Becky starts walking home alone. And she gets startled by Zuck three, who's named Chucky. And he and like he see like she sees Chucky running. She's like, oh hey, Chucky. He just keeps on going. The <laughs> other two Zucks come out of nowhere, and then like they start coming towards Becky, and Becky ends up getting in her car, and she gets scratched before she enters. Oh, and our boy Artie is driving too. So remember him? He's here too. So good for Artie. So good for him. She gets in the car and 
I wanted to point this out before we move on from this scene. This car starts driving, but the zombie Zuck is still right behind. Like, I can see the background moving, but zombie Zuck is still right beside the car and is, like, keeping pace with it. <laughs> like, how fast are these? I know, zombies, I know zombies have, like, different, like, some think of, like, you know, the, the slow-walking zombies coming towards you. And then some think of, like, the runners. What the fuck do you call this when it's like fucking Usain Bolt for miles? Like, what the fuck? I just like, I just like, I love that. There's, wow, babe, what a crazy story. Oh, yes. And you just see him just like Terminator T1000 running right next to him. Just full fucking sprint with this car. That's fantastic. I I didn't even catch that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. So next scene. Chucky Zucky is still running. He stops outside of a building. He sees like flashing lights, just like uh, just like Jeremy did. And the other two Zucks are giving chase, and they're and they're t- and the zombies are talking to Chuck. And I'm like, okay, uh, sure. You're like, like I, g- I guess they do that now, huh? <laughs> yeah, like the zombies say, like we're supposed to share everything, especially when it comes to internal organs. And penis. No, no, they, they don't. Say yeah, I'm, I'm just like, it's And then you just see the village stuff. people walk out and go, it's fun to stay at the yeah. YMCA. <laughs> and then it just hard cuts to the thriller music video. Got to get zombies in there somehow. I'm telling you, we're just covering everything. Everything from everything from the village people to the thriller, huh? Steve Buscemi. So next scene, Skeet's counting his money with Jeremy, Cody, and some other girl. And they, you know, it's like it's in the thousands of dollars that they got. But then we go back to Chucky, who is in this, he was in like some school building, and we got a cover band playing. And Chucky comes in and is like, "Hey, I need help." Like, and the um, guitarist is like, "Okay, like, you know, yo, do you want to jam with us?" But then the zombies come in and take a bite out of the guitarist. The drummer sees this and kills a zombie with the drumsticks, and Chucky decapitates a zombie with a guitar. Zombie kills. Hell yeah. Yeah, we love them. Next scene. Jenny is looking under a microscope, and it's presumably of the trioxium. And her, her, I don't know, I guess he's her lab partner, Brett, says some shit about her cleaning a colon. Or cleaning his colon. I don't fucking, I don't know how horny stimulators are. (laughs) He's like, he's, he's, I'm ready for my enema! And you're like, oh, you're like, okay. I don't know. It I just remember. Just, I just remember he said something, something colon. So I, I man, this be one hell of a different movie if she was cleaning his colon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Next, Jenny injects a sample of the trioxium into the rat cages, and Brad's like, "Hey, don't poison Mister Stinky, one of the rats." And Jenny's like, "Okay, I won't." So Brett leaves, and then Jenny injects the the rats with the trioxium, anyways, because you know. Fuck them rats. So next scene. We're back with Becky and Artie. Becky starts groaning and Artie's like, yo, what the fuck? Becky turns like we see that Becky like, you know, slowly turned into a zombie. Becky turns like brains and then starts giving him brain, sucking his dick. <laughs> and Artie is like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me take you to Olive Garden first. And Artie's and- classy as always. Classy. <laughs> That's how you know this co- this movie took place in a small town is when the guys offer to take you to Olive Garden. Yeah, it's either Olive Garden or Red Lobster. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. So she bites off his dick. That's the whole scene. Next, 
we got a crime scene. The FBI Russians are there. They're like, okay, what's going on here? Some guy, some like, I don't know, vice principal type is walking by and the Russians are like, hey, show me what's in that bag. This vice principal type opens the bag and it's a severed head in there that just said that like has its eyes closed, opens and says, brains. It's, and then he just I keeps on that. walking. I love that. He just, uh, I, that's the most not my job. The principal's like, the principal type just sees it and he just goes, oh, you want to see it? Sure. All right. You seen it? All right. Um, I'm keep walking. And he just keeps moving. I'm like, Hell yeah. And, and these uh, FBI Russians are like, okay, what are we going to do? So they walk down a hallway to, I guess, Julian's room and they'll knock on his door. Answers and the FBI is like, okay, listen. We were wondering if we could ask you a few questions. We are with Interpol. Our deepest condolences about your uncle. We want to know what happened with your uncle's murder. Somebody broke into his house and took something of value. Do you know what that could be? Julian's just like, no, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what are you looking for? And the FBI guys are just like, classified. Give us a call. We're going to be at the Motel 6. And Julian's like, thanks. They shut the door. And the FBI guys like, hey, okay. He knows something. Let's go to Krispy Kreme first. So they dipped. <laughs> priorities dude those russian guys they know what they're doing so jenny talks to julian and julian's like okay i think they're looking for the canisters and then jeremy comes in all of a sudden and asks if julian can help with the rave setup and then he says dude we're gonna rave to the grave two on the the, nose for that one i was about to say cue cue the bit with peter griffin going oh they said the thing (laughs) he said the fucking thing so next scene the FBI guys are now following uh, Jeremy and Julian to the rave site. So J and J meet up with Cody and Jeremy starts coughing like he's got COVID or some shit. And Jeremy is like, hey, the only and Cody is asking him like, yo, are you like, are, are you OK? And Jeremy's like, the only sick thing I'm going to lay down are some beats. I I just want to say I just want to say this is this. I'm going to use this point, this moment to talk my shit about Jeremy. Jeremy Jeremy dresses like an undercover cop and he talks like one too. Jeremy he wears the craziest hats in he wears them up and tilted and turned. Like you know like you know like back in the day where it's like people would turn the hats to the side. Mm-hmm. People would have the hats be very high up on the head, not very well fitting. Mm-hmm. Or like people would have the hats turned this guy did all fucking three and it's just in the whole, and you're like, it's kind of like, you're like, Hey, you went a little too deep on one end. And then he's wearing like echo unlimited, which I got to say, which <laughs> it, I, I don't remember what echoes heyday was, but I don't think it was then because I'm looking at his outfits. And I'm just like, Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so dated. Yeah, Jeremy is the equivalent of the Steve Buscemi, how do you do, fellow kids meme. Like that's that's his seriously. vibe. Seriously. Seriously. And if and by the way, if you didn't like the earlier montage, we get a fucking another one with them setting up this rave equipment to I don't know, fucking puddle of mud or some shit. So it's like they got balloons, a trestle, graffiti, drugs, beer, the two thousands. It's everything that you need for a good rave. So next scene, we go back to Jenny at the lab, and she's looking at the canister. We get startled by Brett, comes to feed Mr. Stinky, the rat. And they hear a sound. They go to check on them, and they take the cover off, 
and one of them is just fucking hauling ass on his little uh, hamster wheel. Like, I mean, he is fucking going <laughs> he's, for it. He's dude, <laughs> fucking scratchy over there is booking it. He is just, he is like, he's like, he's like how I, he's like how every like movie, like just portrays people who are like on Coke, just as like, these like, he's like in a dead sprint <laughs> at all points. Bro, this rat is like, what I thought I looked like when I was running like that. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I aspire to be as fast moving as this rap was. Just like fast as fuck boy. <laughs> literally. That's literally him. So Brett sees this and, and he's like, that's not normal. He puts two and two together and he's like, you put something in Mr. Stinky's water. And Jane's like, no, I didn't. But then he gets bit by the rat and that's it for that scene. We move on. We're back at the rave setup. Cody's talking about hitting on girls. Jeremy is still coughing. They look over at Skeet, who is like tripping out majorly. And he has visions <laughs> of like a devil woman, body covered in red, who's doing the whole come here type of thing. But no, it's not that. It's Becky and Artie, who are zombies. And Skeet's like, he's like, back off, back off, back off, back, back off, man. And starts like shooing them away. Like he grabs a broom and starts shooing them away. And the other like guy's he's watching. Away, like he's shooing away or like a raccoon or a squirrel. He's like, he's like, go, 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 get out of here, get out of here, get. I'm half, if this if this took place in like South Georgia, I'm like, go on, get, 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 <laughs> go on out of here. So yeah, so they go over, um, and Jeremy and Cody, they're like, okay, let's go, let's go over there. They tie the zombies up with some speaker wire. The FBI guys are like watching from their car. They're like, okay, let's just wait and see what happens. And Julian is saying, they're like, okay, you know what? I think we need to get them to the ER. And Jeremy is saying, like, I can't do this. This is how I pay my tuition with audio that is fucking clearly ADR'd. And then we get the fucking 40-something from earlier shows up. He's like, hey, let me go get me some rolling papers. Y'all need anything? They're like, well, as a matter of fact, you can help us. So I I do love that they turn and see the two stutters and they're like, Let's pawn off the zombies to these guys. They know what to do. Like, like these guys aren't just going to just fuck around. <laughs> like, they were once on tour with Pearl Jam. Like, they know what they're doing. <laughs> like, you would not believe the stories Eddie Vedder has, man. <laughs> they're, they're insane. Just insane. So, yeah, they load up the zombies and they drive off and the FBI guys follow them. Then we go back to the lab with Jenny and Brett. They're watching this mouse just fucking jonesing. And Jenny's like, mm, sorry, Brett. <laughs> he's, then, a, he's like a crack fiend. That mouse is that mouse is the jonesing. That mouse is fiending. He's like, he's like, let me, let me, let me get out of here, man. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> You're like, all right. You're like, all right, all right, all right, all right, stinky. Let's 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 pull it back a little bit. <laughs> she doesn't even do that. She's like, hey, not my problem. And then she fucking dips. <laughs> Love leaving it. Brett, leaving Brett just all alone. And it Brett starts looking at the canister and he just puts in a combo. But then he looks at his hand and he sees a, a, you know, a wound from where the mouse bit him. It's getting infected real quick. So he goes and washes his hand and the wounds like bubbling and oozing pus. And Brett, Brett's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't do this. So he, he fucking leaves the lab, but we linger on the canister with a flashing red light. That's now green. The canister opens, and inside, there's smoke. A hand raises up. Another hand. 
It's fucking Tar Man, the Return of the Living Dead. Like I don't know the quintessential character of this series. Yeah, it, it's the character from mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead. So next scene, we go to the forty-year-old and his friend. They're smoking weed, living their best life, with the FBI following them and the zombies in the back seat. And they try to offer the zombies some drugs, and that they alert. Think, think of this scene as like Cheech and Chong, but with zombies, I guess. So yeah, exactly. One zombie attacks the driver. The forty-something. This is what he says. He says that's totally gay, man. Then he's <sighs> then they start to swerving as both of them are getting eaten by zombies. Some quotes just don't age well. So yeah, like straight, straight the hell up. Like these guys, these guys. I'm like, I'm like, damn. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> It aged like fucking milk. So the guy, so the car is swerving. The FBI guys are like, what's going on? And then the 40 something's car just stops on the side of the road. The Russians keep driving and then they stop. They get out. They see what's going on. Pulls up. They pull out a fucking bazooka, aim it at the car (laughs) and just fucking blow the 40 somethings up. And it's, I'm like, okay, all right. They just, they just, they just went they just went all right time to contain it and they just pop the trunk and pull out a fucking at4 like i like it's just they just shoot a bazooka at the car like what kind of what kind of quarantine control is that also you guys have access to bazookas i'm sitting there i'm just like yo they just wanted to listen to rob zombie man it's just like thunder dude thunder kiss 65 is a jam it always will be so where do we go from there next scene we go to candles and a sitar being played some girl is doing some hippie th- d- dancing thing and talking about the evils of eating meat with her friends dargatson and rainbow they're dirty fucking hippies so brett walks by and he looks in he's a zombie then we cut outside to screaming Next scene, Jenny returns to the lab, sees the canister open. She's like, okay, what the fuck is this? She approaches the canister, picks up the landline phone to call Julian, and Julian's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to head over. But then Jenny hears rat squeaking, looks at the cage, and the rat has fucking bent the bars of the cage around, like to get out. <laughs> like he fucking like, um, like incredible hulked that shit open and just went on through. <gasps> I love I I love that. I love the implication that the rat just hulked out, bent the bars and crawled through. Like that's damn. Like god damn. So yeah, she so next so then we go next scene. The hippies are now zombies and they start attacking bystanders wearing foods like, you know, meat is bad and they're, you know, the zombies attacking people. How ironic. Next mm-hmm. scene, Jenny runs to Julian and Cody explains like what's going on they all enter the lab they see the canister and what looks like footsteps cody and julian are like okay what the fuck is this so jenny finds mr stinky and it's on the head of a fake skeleton looking at the brain you know they get startled by the rats julian looks back at the skeleton mr stinky is gone now we get like a weird chase scene with the rats so julian runs out into the halls looking for the rat but then sees a bunch of zombies in the hall we got next scene Zombies chasing the PE teacher. Some people drive by. Next scene, we go back to Julie and Jenny and Cody, followed by zombies attacking them. Intercutting between that and what's going on with the PE teacher. 
he like he's the PE teacher's running, runs by the cheerleaders. They're outside and they're like, "Hey, fucking get the fuck out of here!" The zombies see the cheerleaders' yeah. butts and then they attack. And they they eat ass, dude. They they quite literally eat ass. And the <laughs> FBI, the F, by the way, the FBI Russians are here, and they're like, "Okay, what's going on here?" Like, all right, we can take care of this. Like, pull, they start pulling out some AKs and starts mowing down these zombies, and, I, like, including the fucking one that like straight up fucking kills a cheerleader. And he's like, "My bad." I, yeah, exactly. Like these these guys are weird. Like again. They're supposed to be like the like they're like this isn't our first rodeo. We know how to deal with this, and like that's why they're so casual with it. But the way it pans out is just like they just randomly start mowing people down, and it's just yeah. He kills a cheerleader, and he's like, "Whoops!" And you're like, "They're are they supposed to be likable? What's what's going on?" They're supposed to be funny. Don't you get it? They're the comic relief. They're Russians and they're FBI just, agents and they got the Vincent just, Jules thing going on. All, all I remember, all, one of the things that they said that just stood out to me was when they were sitting there, they're like, ah, we're going to come back and we're going to get a promotion. We're going to be, it's going to be nothing but big houses with slides into pools and discotheque. And I'm like, I'm like, that's such a low bar. What? I think they were like, we're going to get that promotion. We're going to go on a trip to Euro Disney and get a case of crystal. And we're like, uh, whatever floats your boat, man. Like, I was like, I would have thought it would have been a little bit bigger than that. But, you know, good, good on you. These these fucking guys. So next scene, we're back with the gang. They have axes and are using the blunt side to attack the zombies. They fucking deserve to die because they're not smart enough to, you know, I don't know, <laughs> use the sharp end of it to cut the heads off. I like, I like, I, I, I do love that. But they're like, they're like, let's just bop them in the head. And you're like, yeah, because that's, that's how, that's how these people are going to die. That is how, that's how we're going to get them. By giving them a swift boop on the, on the nose. <laughs> so each one of them kills a zombie. Jenny kills a zombie with a crescent kick and a pencil to the ear. Cody just. I don't know, fucking kills a zombie in the normal way. Julian fucking decapitates a zombie. And the three of them gather together and they see Tarman and are like, what the fuck? Tarman's like brains. Then the Russians come in and try to mow down Tarman and then look away for one second, then look back up. Boom. Tarman is gone. Next scene. We're back at the lab. The Russian <laughs> FBI guys are talking about the canister and Tarman. The FBI is like, okay, hey, here's what's going to happen. We're going to quarantine the building. We're going to clean up and you guys are going to forget that you ever saw this. And Jenny's like, cool. It's all, it's all over. It's, it's all over. Right, Cody? And Cody's just quiet. He's like, okay, listen, I thought we could score some extra cash. We got an extra 500 hits. It's going to be handed it's, out at the rave to the grave party. We're like, okay, good. good You're like, yeah, this job. is where Cody, I'm like, I'm like, you deserve to die. Yeah. So, so, we, you know, they put two, two and two together and they head off to Jeremy's rave. We get a weird intercutting scene where Tarman's on the side of the road with a cardboard sign that says rave or bust. Sure. Next scene. It's night now. The rave is started. Jeremy hits a bong. Women dance on platforms. People are just having a good time. Rave to mm -hmm. the grave. That's what's going on. Jeremy yeah. gives like a big motivational speech to a party, coughs, and then he DJs. So Skeet's mm -hmm. taking more drugs. Everyone is partying. People are asking, like, where's Cody? And like, hey, can I find an EZ? And we get one guy, like, talking to another white guy wearing an afro. He's like, hey, can I get some Z? And afro 
dude is like, yeah, I got you. So he goes up to Jeremy this who's on like this platform or some shit. Go ahead. I just I just love that just this whole scene where they've just got all of the rave goers and they've got the like Cody and like not oh no Cody's not here. Jeremy and everyone and Skeet. It's just like I they let the costume department just go hog wild. Like they didn't sit there and they go like, "Okay, so generally it's like going to be a little more glitter and neon, but realistically cute." They're like, "Fucking Let's pull out some wizards. Let's pull out RoboCop. You know what? Let's bring Gandalf in. Who? Hey, Wilt Chamberlain? Sure. You're like, what the hell? There's no rhyme or reason. It's just people are dressed up like insane. Like, and I've gone to like a few like a few like like raves or some shit like that. It's usually just people just dress in neon and glow sticks and go, woo. Like, that's all that happens. Like, it's, it's I don't know. I guess it's just bought, they're just like bought out the spirit Halloween up the road and we're just like, here, they, dude, they, they, cle- they cleared out spirit Halloween. Like it is insane. So this Afro man goes up to Jeremy who's on this platform and Jeremy turns and he's like, he looks like shit by the way. And Afro guy's like, Hey, where can I get some Z? Jeremy pulls some Z out coughs and Afro man is like, Hey, listen, I, I don't want whatever you got. Just give me the Z and we're good. So Afro man takes some Z heads back to the party. Next scene. We got FBI, Cody, Julian, and Jenny. They're walking and talking. They're like in some, I don't know, fucking no suburb. Cody's like, okay, the more they take, the quicker they zombify. And they're like, oh, like Jeremy took some. And Cody's like, well, it's too late for him. So they all load up in the FBI Russian's car. Next scene, we're back to the rave. People are popping pills. And uh, it's a rave. Like, I mean, if you've you've seen a rave, you, you know what this scene is then. So then we go yeah, back. it's it, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's just so predictable. So we go back to the FBI and the gang. They arrive at the rave. The FBI is like, OK, listen, let's find Skeet and confiscate the Z pills. Use these. And they just hand these college age 20 somethings <laughs> a bunch of guns. They, <laughs> they got so much faith in these college kids. They're like, they're like, hey, we know that we're technically like. We're the experienced ones and you're college kids who may not have even held a gun before. We got faith in you. We believe. And they just toss them. And it's not like they go like, ooh, here's like a little 22. Like they're not, you know, here's a Desert Eagle and here's an AK. And you're like, Whoa, holy shit. Is that is that one kid from a Buckaroo Banzai, now the head of the FBI, that's like put in some oh my fucking God. Like exactly. universal? I was like, okay, listen, agents, you have the right to give whoever the fuck you want just these guns. In fact, I encourage you, give them to just the fucking people who don't know, the youngest people you can find. Guns are for five and up, and five and under, you hand them a 22. And it's just, <laughs> like, it, it's just like, yeah, exactly. How the... F- Man, they just hate guns are like guns are like candy canes now. Like, it's just they just don't give a shit. They're just like, here, take them. Yeah. So Cody's got his gun and is like, hey, I need to find Shelby, his girlfriend, and save her. Jenny tells the FBI guys wearing, you know, a suit and tie. They're like, hey, you guys are going to stick out like a sore thumb. And then some Viking girls come and ask, like, if this is Jeremy's rave. And the FBI guys, they look at each other and get an idea. Next scene, the gang enters the rave. They're looking for Jeremy's booth. They're walking across the dance floor. Cody asks the girl where Shelby is. He keeps walking over there. Jenny looks up at the booth, sees Jeremy dancing. So Jenny heads over to him, climbing some stairs. One dancer is doing like a sped up dance. The FBI Russians go after Jenny. And by the way, I should have mentioned the FBI guys are now dressed as 
Vikings. They took Valkyries. the girls' costume. The Valkyries, if you yeah. couldn't guess that, there you go. So one FBI guy comes across Afro Man, who's now a zombie, gets into a fist fight with that guy, tries to stab this zombie with a knife, but it's fake. And the other FBI comes in and got, uh, guy comes in and saves his life. He literally just wants this can of Cristal. That's all he wants to do. Just they, to they, style. they really, they really do sit there and keep going with the Cristal bit. They're like, "We're gonna get Cristal a discotheque," and you're like, "Okay." Like words. By the way, the topless girls that they stole the costume from, they come in. They're like, "Hey, some creeps stole our costumes." They see the zombies eating people, and they're like, "All right, never mind." So they fucking dip. <laughs> now we got Jenny entering like a neon hellscape of people and zombies. Julian is back out at the rave and he's like, okay, where the fuck is Jenny? I'm like, you just fucking saw her. So he goes off leaving Cody alone. And Cody sk- uh, stands in a sea of people dancing. He's like waving for Shelby. He's like, hey, Shelby, like, we gotta go. He goes after her, sees a person getting their face eaten, and then another, and then another. And Julian's just fucking calling out for Jenny. Like, this movie just could just literally, this whole scene could have just been called looking for your friends at the bar so you can leave. It literally is. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's either looking for your friends at the bar, or it's you're at a large you're at a large event that your town is hosting, and you gotta and you've gotta meet up with your friend. It is just, it is just. Oh my god, they're just like running around, just calling out for each other and going like, "Where are you?" So yeah, Julian's calling out for Jenny. Sees a guy getting eaten by another guy. Julian pulls out that thing and keeps on him, shoots at him. Next scene, <laughs> Jenny makes it to the DJ booth. Jeremy's not there. Julian sees Jenny, he calls out. Jenny gets jump scared by Jeremy, who has now become a full-blown zombie. Jeremy is like brains and lunges. Then they fall through a glass window out to the ground. This is kind of when the party stops. They're like, what the fuck is going on? So Julian sees this. Jenny watches from above. Julian goes after Jenny. It's just chaos that's ensuing. Julian just fucking mm-hmm. caps a guy in the head, no questions asked, punches a zombie, caps another guy. He's a really fucking good shot. Like, somebody please, for the love of God, get this man a job in the yeah. seals. No, <laughs> Julian is, Julian's a crack shot. It's like, he sits there, he literally sits there and goes from, I don't know how to use a gun to being John Wick. Like he go, like he said, there's a boom, boom, just just headshot acing these people. And it's just crazy. So Jenny keeps walking, gets dragged off into a side room by Julian. They reunite. Jenny's like, hey, we need to find Jeremy. Julian's like, listen, no, I'm not going to let you do that. I already lost my uncle. I don't want to lose you. Jenny's like, but I don't want to lose Jeremy. And Julian's like, he's already gone. And Jenny's like, Okay, and then they fucking dip out of there. Yeah, Next. she easily convinced. <laughs> she was easily convinced. A gentle tug of the arm, and he's like, "All right, cool, let's go." So, next yeah. scene. She, she's we, like, she's like, but he's my brother, and he goes, "But I don't wanna." And she's like, "Okay, <laughs> like, damn." So simply she, ties, I guess. So now Shelby is walking through this party. She gets cornered by a zombie. A bunch of people just watch this. Shelby scares her with like fire that's going on and cody tries to get to her when he can't get by he just shoots in the air making everyone like duck which i mean that's efficient i gotta give it to him so he aims his gun at the zombie chasing shelby but then another guy walks in front of her and cody shoots him (laughs) and cody's just like whoops i hope he was a zombie (laughs) 
I, I, yeah, I love that. Like he just just shoots a random person and is just like, fingers crossed. And you like, like you just killed a man. Like what the hell? He's like, oh well. So Shelby gets cornered. Cody aims a gun, but then he gets tackled by Skeet's zombie. So Cody has to do that that thing he's got to do. He's got to decide: do I save myself or do I save my girlfriend? So he saves his girlfriend, sacrificing himself. So Skeet kills Cody. Before we move on from that, I just want to I just want to hold on the 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 scene where Skeet eats Cody's brain. Because much like the uh, the other the it, it falls in line with the other like brain eating scenes, but I just want to highlight the brain eating scenes that mm-hmm. I just that really stuck with me. Because when they because because, you know, it's a classic gore movie stuff. Where it's like they go bite down on the brain, like pull out, and it's like this stringy red stuff that sort of mm-hmm. comes. The way this movie paints it, it looks like someone. It looks like they're tugging on Big League Chew, as they're as they're just like as they're just pulling off from someone's head, and I'm so I'm just I'm like. <laughs> I just couldn't help but every time it, it, like a person was getting eaten by the zombies it was just like it, I just thought they were like just just macking on some big league chew I know it's like big league chew mixed with like cranberry sauce that you have left over from Thanksgiving yeah exactly someone took cranberry sauce and threw some big league chew and stirred it up and was just like yeah eat that so the FBI guys come in they shoot Skeet in the back. Shelby watches. And then the FBI guy like has to like double tap Cody just to make sure he doesn't turn into a zombie. And Shelby watches this, by the way. She's going to be in therapy for fucking years. Yeah, so seriously. Scene, we got we get flat another flashing lights bit, which feels like we're getting thrown back into Leatherface 2017. It's just like oh, flashing no. like, boom, 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 like all like it's I feel like an epileptic watching this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I I don't have epilepsy. I don't have a history of epilepsy, but I my God, if I had to go through another movie that just has the flashing lights thing and it just be very like constant and mm-hmm. continuous, like I'm oh, God, I may develop it. Jesus. So once the seizure is done, they leave this hallway and see zombie Jeremy. Jenny and Julie, like Jenny and Julian are looking at, you know, this Jeremy walking towards them. Jenny's like, don't. And Julian's like, we have to. Sorry, man. He aims a gun, pulls, but it's out of ammo. Jeremy attacks Julian. It's a zombie fist fight, which a zombie fist fight has always felt weird to me. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if that's you, but. Yeah, no, no, no. It's weird to me, too. Don't worry. It is. It is. Okay. I I don't I don't get it. (laughs) Glad I'm not alone. So yeah. Jenny has to grab her gun and she aims and then pulls the trigger and kills her own brother. And some clown guy in the background was just watching all this shit go on. He was just like, <laughs> word. I, 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 okay. I gotta be honest. The movie, when it tries to do comedy, doesn't land ever. But, like, this is the one time where it landed because there's, like, supposed to be this super emotional scene where she kills her own brother and, like, deals with the grief of it. And then you just see fucking Wiggles the Clown, who's just in the back. He's just like, never mind. And he says, he's like, and he, like, honks his fucking nose and closes the door. Like, 
I'm just like, I'm like, hell, bring him out. Bring him out. No, keep him here. He's good. He's good. He can stay. So, so Jenny cries. Julian is trying to comfort her. But the next scene, the FBI guys have found the Z pills. The FBI guys are like, okay, we found them. Time to clean up and go. So they grab their AKs. And now they're, shoot, they're shooting everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like staying in the center of the room going 360, just pulling trigger, just trying to make <laughs> it sure. Is- not yeah. zombie or human doesn't matter. Everybody is yeah, this is they they really dipped into the old United States military like catalog of how to deal with ground control and things are getting out of hand because they literally just sit there and just like go like, all right, we have the thing that we need. All right, time to clean house. And then they just yeah, like like Michael said, they literally just stand and they just make 180s as they just like kill everything and it's literally the thing is the movie makes sure that you know that they're killing everything because it shows zombies that are like where is they getting like mowed down and then it shows people that are running away getting mowed down and it's like what the fuck like what is this and they're like stacy no you're like no, Gandalf! It's some dude. It's some dude dressed up in a wizard's robe getting killed. So yeah, the FBI they call for. They're like, hey, call for backup. Code black. I need assistance immediately. And they're like, the Americans have been alerted. They know exactly what to do. And then a chopper comes in, and a person. <laughs> and we see a person shooting a zombie with an arrow. It's Shelby. Shelby, Jenny, and Julian. They all reunite. Then the helicopter starts mowing down on everybody. Like, I mean, fucking everybody. Like, they're aiming for the FBI Russians, too. Like, it's it's insanity. And then Shelby gets got. Julian and Jenny run off. The copter's now shooting rockets and, like, lobbing grenades down at them. And the FBI guys, <laughs> they say, like, hey, one more. They say one final goodbye. And they're like, you know, I guess we'll get no Euro Disney and no case of Cristal. And I was like, well, I guess not, old pal. So Jenny and Julian try to hide out somewhere in the back. They knock down like a piece of wood to another secret room and the copter says missiles on its way. Copter fires a huge fucking missile killing everyone and it knocks back <laughs> Julian and Jenny. You're like, oh, fuck, I, man. I, I swear to God, the, the movie just sits there and goes, okay, this is taking too long. There's no resolution. And they just go, fuck it. Let's just nuke it. And then they literally just nuke it. Like they just send a fucking missile that bl- that just levels everyone. And you're like, okay, cool, I guess. He was like, listen, the Sci-Fi Channel only allotted for two hours with ads, so like we we gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up now, guys. We we have to wrap it. I was like, uh, okay, the fucking military comes in, explosion, boom, that's it. So they want so like next scene, we got Julian and Jenny waking up. It's now morning. And they walk outside. They see like the broken trestle, the broken furniture, a bunch of dead bodies, a massive hole in the ground. Julian's like, oh man, that sure was a hell of a party. Oh, and one of the FBI guys is still alive. He comes out and says, hey, I don't know about you, but let's get the fuck out of here before the army gets here. We didn't see shit. And they fucking leave. And then we cut to Tarman, who's on the side of the road, still (laughs) holding up his sign that says Raver Bust to the sound of country music. And he's trying to like hitchhike and he's now walking down the side of the road, growls brains one last time or two more times and just continues to walk. It's getting to night. 
and we end up fading to black. And yeah, that was uh that was motherfucking Return of the Living Dead rave to the grave. Mike, has your party appetite been satisfied? My, you know what? In a weird way, it has. In a weird way, it has. I normally, I would say emphatically no. But I gotta say, I w- I looked at this movie. I went, okay, rave to the grave. It's gotta have, it's gotta have a rave, and it's gotta have zombies. And damned if they did the minimum. It's now everything else is a hot dumpster fire. It is mm-hmm. hot trash, hot trash. Mm-hmm. But. Combined with the ridiculousness of the choice of a Jules and Vincent duo, combined with Jeremy, who looks like an undercover cop, like, honestly, it all kind of ties together in this hilariously stupid way. Like, again, the think The Room. Think Miami Connection. Think Samurai Cop. Is it good? No. No, it is so awful. It is uncontrollably awful. But it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's really funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this movie was an interesting way to start off our first zombie movie that we've covered. I think it fits what we're all about really mm-hmm. well, though, because it's dumb. It's stupid. But you have a drink with you and your buddies watching this movie. Y'all laugh. Y'all have a good time. But don't go into this movie expecting like I don't know the next zombie classic don't go into this expecting a, a train to Busan a night of the living mm-hmm. dead or even the fucking a return of the living a return of the living dead don't come in there but if you can sit there turn your brain off I think you'll have a good time watching this movie yeah exactly you you have to turn your brain off you have mm-hmm. to turn your brain off but yeah exactly so guys once again thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Do all that stuff. Mike, do you have anything else that you want to say? Rave to the grave. Don't take drugs that you don't know the name of or the effects of. Exactly. Go out there, party, party responsibly, drink responsibly. And yeah, guys, we will see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.